0: Well, how are you
1: doing? It's Zach Kasky. That makes Prince. Father Jones, Adam Henry. TJ Laramie. And you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yeah. Yo, what's good? My name is Drake Demore. Thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local radio sports program and podcast. Our radio show airs every Thursday live at 12.30 p.m., on CJM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. New episodes of the podcast featuring raw, uncut interviews with athletes and coaches drop right after the radio program airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. Anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and iTunes, and on wincitysports.com. We also have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do.
2: Today is Thursday. January 24th, 2018, in his episode 129 of Wind City Sports. And this week on Wind City Sports, we're speaking to a former Windsor Spitfires captain who is now playing out in Queens University of the OUA level, it's Patrick Sanvito. I've been looking forward to getting this one out. I had a great conversation with our former Windsor Spitfires captain uh, a few weeks back about his time here in Windsor. Obviously, uh talks a little bit about being traded during the Memorial Cup run, and talks about what he's doing now, uh, playing out in the OUA level, at the university level, for Queen's University. It's a great conversation, and I'm happy to finally be able to put this out, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But before we get into the interview, we have to take a quick moment to talk about our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week via GoLancers.ca. This week from our men's basketball team, it's Chris Polignato, and from the track and field team, Mandy Brunette. Chris had an outstanding week for the Lancers men's basketball team, and the Lancers' 185 win over Waterloo, he contributed 7 points and 8 assists. But his standout performance came on Saturday in the Blue and Golds. 98-93 98-93 to overtime win over the Brock Badgers. The second-year Lancer hit a season-high 20 points, including the game's tying basket to send the game into overtime. He also added 5 assists and 7 rebounds in the win. Meanwhile, Mandy, a first-year athlete, won the triple jump at Youngstown Invitational on Friday in a personal best performance of 11.96 meters. This also ranks her number one at the event in New Sports, so congratulations to Mandy and Chris on becoming the Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. And now, without further ado, we're going to transition right into the interview with former Windsor Spitfires captain Patrick Sanvito. Uh, so here we go. Windsor Spitfires captain on the phone right now. He's currently playing out at Queens University. Patrick Sanvito, thanks for joining me, man.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Drake.
2: No problem. So, of course, like I mentioned, you're a former captain here. That's how we know you down here in Windsor at the Spits. Uh, over the four years you spent here you got to play with a lot of talented players. Is that something that kinda of stands out when you look back here, uh, at Windsor?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I was lucky enough when I was in Windsor to play on a lot of talented teams with a lot of talented players and a lot of guys that kinda of went through the program and went on to be first round picks to to invites to the NHL camps and signing contracts. So um I was very, very fortunate to meet a lot of great guys and Guys like I just my last couple of years there, Sergachev, and Brownie and, and Chatfield, and, and, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, and, uh, you know it's it's really cool every night being able to flick the TV on and basically see a buddy playing in the NHL, which is you know not a lot of people are, are lucky enough to say that they can do that every night. Yeah,
2: for sure. And you were there for like you know a good four years and spanned over kind of two eras you know um you came in at a pretty pivotal time the team was just coming off uh maybe two years after their second memorial cup. uh What do you remember about first being uh drafted or coming into the organization
0: um yeah like you said, it was two kind of different times with two different coaches and that bob Bob Boogner was always involved even when he he had moved on to San Jose and now Florida but uh when I first got there, you know what I, I heard so many great things about the organization, how it was such a professionally run organization. And, and obviously you see that the, the back-to-back mem cups just a few years beforehand and, and the players that have been through. And, and I just remember being at camp or, or even, I, I think I went a couple of weeks early um, to kind of get on the ice with the team and try to, try to get uh, acclimatized with Windsor and, <clears throat> and being away from home. And I just remember like meeting like Zach Cassian and skating with like Adam Henrique and Ryan Ellis and, Wow. And then of course like Kirby Reichel and all those guys they're, that they're there in the summer working out, working with Joey Garland, and, and uh, so it was, I just remember meeting Zach Zach and in, in the away dressing room before my first skate and going over, shaking his hand, and just being like, well, like, yeah." For, for, it was it was pretty it was pretty uh, I was pretty starstruck, yeah. to say the least. And so it was it was really cool, uh, especially being a fifteen sixteen year old to, going into that city and that organization to. To <laughs> just see the names and, and and the history that that's there it was it was very I was very starstruck at the beginning that's for sure
2: absolutely man like you said just at the time that you came in they were coming off their run and still a lot of the guys that were still on the team that you know weren't those guys like Cassian and Ellis but that were in that group with them now you're still playing with them then you transition into the new group like you said like Jalen Chatfield and all those guys so you played it at just a awesome time.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I was it was it was very uh like it was a change in the guard in a way where where you got the new guys coming in. Like I remember when we traded for Logan Brown and I feel like that was kind of the, the start of of the building blocks for the eventual the next Memorial Cup that they won and, and it was just uh like you said, just to be able to kinda of be in the, the middle grounds of of uh seeing the, the all time greats that that maybe the arguably the greatest junior team to ever be assembled and then yeah. to go on to have another great junior team that ends up winning another mem-, mem cup. It's, uh, it was definitely very unique and I was very lucky to be in that, uh,
2: that era. Yeah, man, it's obviously cool to be in that pool, but like you said, they were building towards that, uh, Memorial cup run, obviously them being the host team. Uh, unfortunately, obviously you got traded during that time. How did you kind of feel about that?
0: Um, obviously it was, it was, it was upsetting at the time. Um, Situation was was very you know it was I had no hard feelings to them yeah. I know that hockey is a business and and I respected what they had to do and I just I was happy at the time to go somewhere where <clears throat> where I was going to get an opportunity to play um, for me obviously I was the odd man out and and not playing hockey was was pretty tough on myself and so I was just at a point where I was just I'd be willing to go play I just wanted to play hockey um, everybody hopefully plays the game because they love it and. And so for me, I just wanted an opportunity to go somewhere and play, and I was very lucky to go to Sudbury, and and I and I lived with Dave Natsos, who I had my first year in winter as a coach. So it was, I, don't know, I had that familiarity there, and, and it was, and honestly, I think that I played some of the best hockey I did over my junior career while I was there, and and it's it's the coaches that were up there that gave me the opportunity and, and the management. So. Um, obviously it sucked to, to be moved on from that team especially not even just because of the Mem cup it was probably the, the closest team I personally ever played on um, like I, I remember when I when I knew I was getting traded I sent out a message to all the guys to go go meet up one last time because I was leaving the next day so and, and everyone showed up and so it was uh, not so much like, like obviously the moral cup thing stings but it was just the fact that it was a, that we were all so close and and all still friends today. Like I had a whole bunch of guys come up to Kingston, uh, this summer for the Taylor hall ball hockey tournament. So it was great to see a bunch of them. And yeah, no, I was just happy. I was happy to get to go to somewhere and play. And, and I know Warren was, was pretty torn about it, but I I know he was probably happy that I got to go somewhere and and have some success. So it was, uh, all in all, it it ended up working out.
2: Yeah. I'm sure it's a tough thing to do. And obviously they want to send you in, uh, in a way that it could still benefit you, like you said, you can go somewhere and still play at a at a good level and a good team and stuff like that. Um, but one, one thing a lot of people don't realize is in uh, the midst of all that, aside from the politics, is you know you're leaving your leaving your buddies, like you said, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and in my billets as well. That was that was yeah. maybe the toughest part was like I, I got the call and I knew for about two hours before I even mustered up the courage to go upstairs and tell my billets that I <laughs> had
2: to
0: had to be on a plane the next day, basically. So yeah,
2: yeah. that's tough but um obviously it worked out for the Spitz they ended up winning that uh, Memorial Cup here right here in Windsor were you happy to see your boys uh, hoist that cup or what oh yeah
0: I was uh I made the trip down for the final
2: game right on
0: yeah I was I was right on the ice with them after the game and celebrating with them after after the game and all that kind of stuff so I was uh I was very happy for him. I was re- I was right re- in the room with them after the game and everything. So That's awesome. everyone was very uh, even seeing Rocky and Warren on the ice afterwards. And yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty special. You know, I, I, as much as I wasn't really a part of it, they were very welcoming to have me around with,
2: with the celebration and all that kind of stuff. So I was very happy to see all those guys win. For sure, I was on the ice too. I snuck my way down there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, was like yeah, I
2: had to I too, man. I was working there at the time, right? So I was like, "Oh yeah, I work here." Okay. Yeah. There you go. Whatever. Whatever
0: Whatever works, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, man. Well, uh, let's talk about the transition from you know junior to the university level. Um, So, how did you make the decision to go to OUA? Did you want to uh, enroll in school, or was it to play hockey, or both?
0: Um, uh, It was for both. Um, When I finished up uh, up in Sudbury, I had to kind of make a decision whether i want to go play pro because we have the 18 months now with the ohl to to make a decision whether you play pro hockey or or use your school package that we we have earned over over the years of playing so for me it was uh like i had a few opportunities or at least a few routes i could have gone with playing in the east coast or or what have you And and then for me personally it was I want to. I, mean, I was already felt kind of behind the eight ball in the fact that I was 20, 21 years old. People my age were graduating, and I had nothing, nothing to, to show, kind of education-wise at that point. So, for me, I wanted to go somewhere where I can get uh, the highest education possible, and then as well play for a good hockey team. So so I was. Uh, I ended up choosing on choosing Queens. I, I toured pretty much all over the country as far as school-wise and, and really took my time to make a decision. So was, I've been uh, very happy with my decision so far, with Queens especially, because when I came here, they were just coming off uh, their first national national championship berth where they got to the tournament. They've lost in the OUA, OUA finals, but uh, it was uh, now we're, we're before the break. We're fifth-ranked team in the country, so everything's going well. And then obviously Queens as itself is one of the best educational schools in the country as well. So.
2: Yeah, certainly known as one of the best uh, university teams in the last few years for sure. Uh, what are you studying out there?
0: Um, and so I'm in geography. I My first year I did a just a general first year because it's been a while since yeah. I, <laughs> I had done really any serious schooling so I kind of did a little bit of everything my first year to kind of try to remember what I like doing and, and I ended up uh choosing geography which which it's uh I, I think i see myself maybe doing a little extra schooling after i finish my undergrad but so i oh, okay. more or less want to choose an undergrad that i enjoyed and and found interesting so it's uh it's it, it can be it can
2: be challenging but it's it's still it's a lot of fun yeah no it's good to have the education like you said to to go that route and not necessarily have a backup plan but you know get some education under you but like you said yeah. like just going back to school is kind of tough like for a while there after you graduated high school you were just playing hockey. Was it weird to go from like hockey full time to back to the classroom?
0: Uh, yeah. Um so I I like we had the option while we're playing to at least in Windsor we had the option to, to take university classes while after we were done. And uh I didn't really take any until uh until I hurt my knee in my fourth year and I knew I was gonna be out for a while so I was like, Oh, I should probably do something until I signed up for an online class and then sure enough, I was back before the class even started. And so that kind of was a bummer, but um, just, uh, so I took the two university classes leading up to it. And then it is quite a challenge uh, to like, even in high school, it was, I thought it was challenging to be a student athlete where you're in high school and playing in the OHL. But um, at this level, it's, it takes it to a new level because uh, you're on your own. You don't have billets making you meals. You're, in full course loads where every professor is basically assigning assignments and quizzes on their own page. It doesn't matter what they don't care what other profs are doing. So it's definitely a lot more challenging and and we're just, we're on the ice just as much as I was in the OHL. So it's uh, we play less games, but we still, we play every weekend. We practice every day and work out two or three times a week. So it's, it's, uh, it's very similar in, in that sense. And then, having a balance being a student and, and then we're, we, you know, we're held to a higher standard here being student athletes and we're expected to be leaders in the community. So it's, it is quite the, the balance and, and honestly, my time in the OHL and in Windsor has really, really helped me with, uh, with the time management skills that you need. Cause you see, or I see first when I was in my first year, I was obviously, I was like three or four years older than other first years and can really see the difference and um, how, a, a regular first year would was handling the stress and so it's it's i was pretty lucky with my time in Windsor to that they really prepped me for this but it's still quite the quite the transition
2: no, that's a good point man a very good point like i always say in junior you're like you know you're a young adult you're learning about life and and everything aside from hockey and then when you move over to the oua like you said you're a, you're like a pillar in the community in the in the campus kind of thing right you're a student athlete, you're, they're looking at you as a, as a model. So it's a whole another role almost. And I'm sure it, there could be some pressure.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it definitely is. But like I said, art or in exactly what you said, art, uh, being in major junior, like being in Windsor, it really preps you to be a, a community leader. Um, like I remember doing, uh, school visits and all that kind of stuff and going out to practices. So it, it's, uh, like especially being in major junior, I always say it's a pretty critical time of your life when you move away from home at 16 or 17 years old and yeah. you're there until you're 20. Those are pretty critical developmental stages of yeah. your life. So it's, um that's why I was so lucky to be in Windsor because as much as the product on the ice matters, but with Bob Bugner and Rocky Thompson and all those guys and Warren Reichel from the top down, it was all about uh, developing us as people. So it's, that was that was really the the most important concept behind their their culture and 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 it's for myself it's paid dividends so yeah,
2: I'm well, very happy with that. That's very cool, man. Even if you're not playing junior A at 16 or 20, that's a very pivotal time in your life, right? So exactly, yeah. Have to have that that much more on you and and to be with an organization with like the Spitz, like um, I was thinking uh, they they do so much in the community. So like you said, like going to schools and practices and that like. <clears> It really it really translates, it seems.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's I uh actually last the so last year my like my first year of university, I obviously was kinda just getting my feet wet and trying to keep my head above water as far as school and balancing hockey and uh, social life and all that kind of stuff and I didn't do any appearances. Like I didn't do, obviously didn't go to any schools or anything until so this year I was like like wow, I felt like I it was just like a bum last year. All I did was just school and hockey. So this year I've been trying to be more involved, at least with the community or, or volunteering and that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, Windsor, Windsor's great for that. Like we we were doing, like there, we were doing at least probably three to four, three to five school visits a week, um,
2: basically the whole year. So it was, uh, they're definitely leaders in the community when it comes to that kind of stuff. Awesome, man. You know, you touched upon it before, but uh, I want to jump ahead a little bit. I want to talk about the OUA level of play compared to the OHL. Do you feel it's pretty similar? Uh, very similar.
0: It's on it, to be perfectly honest. I find that it almost is it's bigger and can be faster. Yeah. The only difference between the OUA or university, the university level of hockey is to the OHL. Is, there's no first-round picks. There's no... Uh, there's no Connor McDavid's that you have to worry about every night or there's no whatever Dylan Strom's that are putting up a hundred and something points. Um, so it's, that's realistically the only difference because um, there's, but, but then again, you still have guys that are dominating at this level and going on and signing American league deals right out of school. And, and a lot of guys going to play in Europe and stuff like yep. that. So um, like if you look even Slater Doggett, I don't know if you remember this time. Yeah. Um, in Windsor, he, uh, he's arguably one of the best forwards at our level here at university. And, and it's incredible. Like I remember playing with him in his last year to see him. I remember when he was playing with us, I was like, wow, this guy's good. Like there's a chance to find a deal. And then he got hurt and then he comes here and he just, he, he is arguably one of the best players in the country at this level. So it's, uh, it's, it's very impressive. It's, it's, I, I always say it's, bigger it's definitely bigger there's a lot of grown men you got basically ages from 21 to 26 years old playing and and a lot of times it can be faster so it's uh i was very pleasant pleasantly surprised when
2: uh when i started here so it's
0: i don't know the only difference is there's there's no first round picks but yeah. there's still some pretty dangerous players out there
2: no it makes a lot of sense man it's a great avenue like you said to to move on to pro rather it be in uh, north america or, or overseas but it seems like it's like a really good uh mix of skill, like you said. And then just yeah. you know, there's no page cap, like anyone could can go to school, right? So uh, yeah, there's, there's guys out.
0: there's guys that come back from pro all the time. Yeah, like, uh, I mean you don't see it as much in the OUA, more or less it's out east, but uh like there's guys that, that they're always finishing up pro and, and saying, Okay, I need to go to school or when you look at Addy, like Jeremiah Addison, he just He's playing pro, had a few injuries, and now he's going to school. And mm-hmm. so that's like you're getting the caliber players that are signing NHL contracts that end up going to school. So it's and each year the the quality of hockey just gets better and better. So it's uh, especially over in the OUA East. I don't know if you catch anything in the OUA West over there, but up here in the OUA East with with McGill ourselves, Ottawa, Carlton. UIT, UQTR, all these teams over here, it's it's a, it's a dogfight every night. And, <laughs> and when you only play 28 games, it's basically like a playoff run for an OHL team. It's it's literally every single game is a playoff game. So <clears throat> the,
2: the intensity is pretty pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's pretty funny that like you mentioned Doggett, too. Actually, I have a question about him because, obviously, like you said he's playing uh, there with you in Queens. Um, did you know he was there? Did he kind of get the bug in your ear to come to the team? or?
0: Um, I, yeah, I knew he was here. Uh, like I I remember when in his early year, him already knowing that he was basically going to go here unless he was playing pro. Um, so it was nice to have uh, the familiarity. And then there's Graham Brown Graham Brown's here as well. So it was uh, like I knew I was going into a room where I'd know a few people. And then, of course, I think last year we had the most OHL guys and like in the entire country, so I knew a lot of the guys from just playing against him or hearing about him or, or what have you. But uh, Dogger, Dogger, he, he didn't bug me a whole lot about coming here. It was it, it, for me, it came down to Carleton or Queens was was my final two, two schools that I was deciding on, and and it was more of a gut feeling that I chose Queens. And then, like I said before, I'm extremely happy that I made this
2: decision. <clears throat> Yeah, I just thought it was cool you guys both ended up there, obviously playing here in Windsor. Uh, so you never yeah. know, you know what the story behind that is. And it's always cool to see uh, where other cross you might have passed before, rather like you said, if you played against them or played with them.
0: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm I, I'm sure I bug some of the guys now that that I used to play with, and and uh, when guys come up on their early years, like like Luchuk last year before he signed a, a contract, I was all over him, and he he was like, yeah, oh, trust me, I'll come to Queens if I don't get a. A pro deal, and sure enough, it was great. Great for him, he got a pro deal. Yeah. So we were like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> so I've uh, I'm always kind of trying to keep in touch with the guys, and then when when the guy comes up on his own way here, or, or he's like when he was thinking about going back to school, I reached out. So it's I'm really uh like I said, I was one of the closest teams I ever played on. So any guy I can get, yeah, from that uh, that group to to come here, especially with our program the way it's going, it's It'd be uh, it'd be great to have them.
2: Yeah, and not only would it make your team stronger, it make the the league stronger too, right? Bringing in that level of players. So yeah, yeah, because you touched upon that earlier, right? Like uh, just more guys making the decision to come there. So if you can be part of that and helping making the league stronger, right?
0: Yeah, no, it's and you see it every year
2: that that the league
0: gets better. Like we, our team just our team on its own. Like we had. Last year we had eight major junior defensemen, like eight guys from the OHL um, on D. So it was, uh, and and then every year, like so, and that's kind of our starting point. So every year you're trying to replace that, or if guys are graduating, you're trying to get just as high of quality of players coming in, and so it's, uh, it's,
2: it's highly, highly competitive, especially here at Queens. <laughs> well, that's a good recruitment process, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, you kind of touched upon it. Uh, Throughout this whole interview, you know, you're like going to school. You're still playing. Do you have any plans for the future, like to keep playing hockey uh, after school, or is it kind of go with the flow day to day right now?
0: Um, I I think personally, yeah, I I do have plans. I I would like to play some pro hockey still. Um, I like when I chose to come here to Queens. It was because of the hockey program and also because of the schooling. Um, My decision-making process for schools was they had to have. Uh, at least a good reputable program and where I could, could go and still play high-quality minutes and, and develop as a hockey player and so for me personally, yeah, I Do want to hopefully play pro someday and whether that's here or overseas. I, I I I had a teacher back in grade eight that told me to use hockey as a as a vehicle to to See the world and, and I do want to live up to that to a certain degree. So after I'm done with my, my undergraduate and maybe a little bit more school, then I definitely will hopefully pursue, have some opportunities to go pursue some pro hockey, whether it's I would love to go play overseas and just see the world and travel yeah. and and have the opportunity to, to have those experiences at a young age. So we'll see. I, like I said, it, who knows, it's year two of yeah. year four or five, so it, uh, things could change. But
2: as of right now, I definitely want to pursue pro hockey still. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you, yeah, touched upon it before too. Also, doing uh, little outreach things here in Windsor and uh, a couple things maybe out in Queens. But do you do any kind of coaching or run any camps or anything like that?
0: Um, here at Queens, we don't do any of those camps. Um, so I don't really do any of the coaching. But I like this year, like I said, I was trying to get more involved. So I've been kind of working towards becoming, uh, like a, a it's called like a bounce back mentor, which is for students that that need kind of a uh, peer support as far as uh, like their grades and time management, so it's usually students that didn't have a very good first semester and have to go in this program to to bounce back, and so it's something that I've been trying to get involved with. It's again, it's challenging uh, finding the time to to get the training in, and because there's there's a lot of training and stuff that you have to do to become one of these mentors, so trying to so get that fit that in with the school schedule and hockey schedule it's, it can be quite the challenge but that's something i'm trying to do now but otherwise coaching not really um uh, there's a lot of opportunities here there's a lot of great initiatives that uh that through queens that other other athletes have started so like i said this year i'm just trying to get my feet wet again with that kind of stuff last year I was kind of just wading into the water and now I'm trying to get involved as much as i can
2: Awesome, man. That's a great mentality to have. It's pretty cool. Um, really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. It's a great conversation. Hey, no problem. Thanks yeah, man.
0: no, thanks for having me.
2: That was, that was awesome. Okay, there we have it, folks. Former Windsor Spitfires captain, Patrick Zenvito, on Win City Sports. I wanted to ask him as we were talking about the Memorial Cup there and celebrating on the ice with the boys if he got a Memorial Cup uh, ring himself. Curious if he did or what his reaction might have been. Um, but now, without further ado, we're going to transition to some local sports news. Thanks again to Patrick for taking the time to do that interview with me, though. That was a great chat with him. Um, but we're going to kick off the news with our Lancers and break down pretty much every sport we have at the Lancers going on right now. Kicking things off with football, actually, one sport that is not in season right now. But earlier this week, they have announced that Jean Paul Sorelli will be the new head coach of the Lancers football program. The appointment is effective February 1st. Sircelli becomes only the fifth head coach in the 50 year history of the football program. An experienced coach and leader, JP has coached with Team Ontario at the under 18 level for two years and was recently appointed as the head coach of Team Ontario for the 2019 Canada Cup, which will take place in Kingston, Ontario this summer. Cercelli will be introduced to the media in Windsor community at a special event on campus on Friday, February 1st in the afternoon. Coach Cercelli and the Lancers will open the 2019 OUA season on Sunday, August 25th when they host the York University Lions at Alumni Field. In regards to our hockey team, it was a pretty rough weekend for both the men's and women's hockey teams. The men lost 4-0 to the Varsity Blues in Toronto on Friday, and then lost 5-1 to Waterloo on Saturday. The women lost 2-1 to Queens on Saturday, and then a close 5-4 overtime loss to the Ridgebacks on Sunday. Next up, the men will welcome the Varsity Blues to South Windsor Arena tomorrow at 7.30, and then Saturday they welcome the Ryerson Rams for another 7.30 game. The women will be in North Bay taking on the the Pissing on Saturday, and in Sudbury on Sunday taking on the Voyagers. The men's basketball team picked up a big overtime win over Brock on Saturday with a 98-93 win, as mentioned earlier in the show, following their win over Waterloo last Wednesday. Next, they host the Guelph Griffins on Saturday at 4 p.m. at the St. Dennis Center. The women will also host Guelph at 6 p.m. at the St. Dennis Center. They are also coming off two wins over Waterloo and Brock. The women's volleyball team won a pair of games on the weekend, both 3-0 over the Lakehead Thunderwolves in back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday. Both teams host the Trent Excalibur at the St. Dennis Center this Sunday. See goldlancers.ca for all times and tickets in regards to all of the sports as mentioned. The Windsor Spitfires again won only one of their three games last weekend. They started off with a big 5-0 win at home over the Erie Otters then drop games in Kitchener and Saginaw on Friday and Sunday. Tonight, the Spitz are taking on their rival London Knights at the WFCU Centre at 7pm. They will also welcome Niagara on Sunday. The Windsor Express basketball team has been keeping that train rolling lately. We talked to DeAndre Thomas last week, and who said that's exactly what they need to do. They took out the Sudbury Five last Thursday, and Kitchener-Waterloo on Saturday. Tonight, they are in St. John's taking on the Riptide, and tomorrow, they are in Halifax taking on the Hurricanes and then traveling to Cape Brenton on Sunday. They don't return to the WSU Center for a home game until Wednesday, February
1: 6. So it looks like that's going to be all for this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Damore, and we are here on the podcast every Thursday. New episodes now drop at 1 p.m. Following our radio program on CJAM, 99.1 FM, 1230 as our new time slot. Every week we feature interviews with athletes, coaches, and much more uh, from individuals in the city or people who have spent time in the city. You can hear every single episode of Wind City Sports on wincitysports.com or wherever podcasts are found, including iTunes and now Spotify. Search us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be, so you can keep up to date with the program upcoming guests, news announcements, and just some cool stuff that I like to post on our Instagram. We'll be back here on the podcast and on the radio show next week. So until then, smell you later.